Hey everyone, Michael Unger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, a BC Science Fair Foundation podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. And this season, we've been going back to talk to past participants in science fairs to get their perspective on their experience and find out where their passions lie. And today, I'm super honored to be joined by Brendan Greenall, who's currently a fourth-year student at the University of Northern British Columbia, uh, working to obtain his double major in finance and marketing. Hey, Brendan, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. Yeah, Brendan. So I'd love to dive into your story uh, before we get into your current life. You're also a fellow podcast host, certainly going to talk about your podcast that you're hosting right now. But before we get there, let's go back in time and talk about uh, Brendan Greenall, the science fair student and what that process was like for you. Oh, it feels like so long ago. Um, You know, I I started off in uh, Lethbridge in 2013. I was able to get into uh, the Canada-wide science fair representing the Pacific Northwest coast uh, with an upcycled pop can solar heater project. Um, You know, I'd seen these kind of floating around the internet at the time, and I wanted to see if I could design and build one that was completely with upcycled materials. So 100% waste free and, you know, no uh, external power required in in it seemed to work really well in our Northern climate. Um, Yeah. And, and uh, got some great benefit out of that. Such a learning experience to uh, be able to get out of my small town and, you know, go to the University of Lethbridge. and uh, But to Montreal 2016, yeah. where I uh, presented a project on diabetes management in Northwest British Columbia, uh, came across this project after being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes uh, in late 2015, mm. really wanted to kind of learn about my uh, newly acquired disease um, you know, and see what the people in my region were also struggling with in, in terms of how they managed it and also um, sort of the things that they felt uh, in their day-to-day, the, the stigmatization of this disease and, you know, how that affects them as well. All right. So it, those two science fair projects, 2013 and 2015, solar heater project, diabetes, two very different realms of science. Were you interested in science? Were you interested in certain aspects of science? You know, of course, you know, being diagnosed with diabetes, you know, your curiosities, of course, lent you to learn more about that. But what was science and your relationship with it around that time? So I, you know, working on the the solar heater project, I I was a Mythbusters kid, like from from day one, essentially, just just watching uh, these guys innovate and turn, you know, nothing into something. I really liked the engineering aspect, but I was also really into mm-hmm. green tech at the time. But, you know, as I transitioned throughout my high school career, got a lot more involved in uh, my community in terms of doing a lot of volunteering. Um, so I worked in mm-hmm. a care aid clinic as a, an intern, basically, in, in the 10th grade. Um, and my dad was also a care aid at the time as well. So I was kind of really surrounded by medicine and, and the practice of medicine. So as I went through high school, that's kind of where my my focus shifted. I, I wanted to, you know, mm. honestly be a nurse once I was done school. So taking all those prerequisites, um, getting involved in my community and doing some volunteering. And then, of course, uh, doing the project once I had uh, been diagnosed to, you know, learn a little bit more about uh, about diabetes as a whole. Yeah, interesting. So you said that you were studying to become a nurse and you did eventually move to Prince George uh, to attend the UNBC's nursing program. But uh, we said off the top that you are getting your double major in finance and marketing. So certainly uh, there has been a shift there. Uh, maybe talk about a little bit that process of uh, of switching you know, modes and, and what your thought process uh, behind it was. 
Absolutely. So, uh, you know, at the time going through school, uh, I'm from a, a very small community, uh, the Hazleton, uh, British Columbia, and there wasn't a lot uh, offered in terms of extracurriculars in my high school. And I, I had loved business, you know, my whole life growing up. Uh, I ended up working at a subway in high school and I, I just loved seeing sort of what the managers would do and the business owners would do in order to, you know, attract customers, uh, you know, bring people in and, you know, kind of, kind of always was in the back of my mind as, as something that I wanted to get into, but I was going to wait until, you know, going through university, get my nursing degree, maybe dabble in business 10 or 15 years from now. But, uh, when I got to university, Mm -hmm. had to take some breadth requirement courses and I ended up taking introduction to Canadian business and that class, kind of, you know, instantaneously working through uh, a business plan. It was probably the worst business plan I've, I've ever put together in my life. But, <laughs> you know, putting that together and, and realizing that that's where all of my passion was in this post-secondary institution. I, I showed up to this class every t- every day, probably studied, uh, you know, twice as much as I needed to just because I was so engaged in the content. And a lot of what I had learned in, in science fair and through science has really helped me throughout my, my university career, um, you know, running a small business myself now, um, knowing that a lot of the science can be applied to not only finance, but also marketing. You know, it really goes to show you how uh, how we evolve and change in what we are interested in. Yeah, that's really interesting. I went through a similar process myself, um, but I certainly, uh, in that time where I originally went to Kwantlen for business school, eventually switched. I had to take an elective very much like yourself uh, in creative writing, and then I got into film. But that's immediately where I was like, oh, this is where my passions lie. I just needed a voice to be a little bit more creative, even though there was aspects of business and marketing that were creative. But I did go through a period of, of doubt. And I wonder like how you got yourself through that process of initially going to school with one thing in mind and then having to switch it. You know, I, I had set myself up purely to, you know, work in health science. So I had all the the prerequisites completed and to take that switch to business, I was actually mm-hmm. missing, uh, you know, core requirements. So I kind of set myself back in, in terms of how long my degree would take. So that was a huge risk to overcome, but not only that was I had to learn something that I had not really been exposed to for, one of the first times in my life and in such a challenging environment like university. So I had really no knowledge to fall back on. And it was kind of taking all the opportunities I could uh, in my university career to overcome that sort of gap that I was missing. So for me, it was, you know, volunteering with student organizations on campus, um, pushing myself to enter case study competitions with absolutely no experience in business and, you know, getting beaten up, uh, not, not <laughs> physically, of course, by my coaches every week uh, being like, Brandon, you know, you missed the mark here, 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 here's how you can improve. Um, but what, did help me immensely. Uh, and, and I can point to one thing and it, it's science fair in a sense that you work on a project for mm. so long, uh, there's external criticism. You go back, you know, you rehash your designs, you work through the analysis that you have to work through and you get that grill session with the judge at the end of the day, uh, you know, at, at either your regional fair or the Canada wide science fair. Uh, and it gives you 
a chance to get up and, you know, speak. That's that's not something that I really had the opportunity to do in high school or quite frankly, I was too scared to. But but Science Fair kind of motivated me to, you know, find Mm. a voice. And that's something that really helped me in those first few rounds of of case competitions where you're presenting in front of 100 people. And, you know, it's terrifying. But uh, at the end of the day, you've had that experience a little bit with with your Science Fair experience as well. Yeah, that's great. And I'm wondering if those experiences you had in science and in science fair are now feeding into what you're doing now. And do you ever find yourself, you know, drawing from your background uh, from science fair um, or thinking, you know, through the scientific method uh, in your studies now and in the growing of the community that you're doing right now uh, up there in Northern BC? Definitely. So taking uh, kind of an, an eye to it and, and seeing what sticks you know, testing a couple different hypotheses, uh, you know, on the way that you're reaching people or trying to engage with people. That's a lot of what marketing is. And uh, in, in the world we live in right now with with COVID-19 going on, uh, a lot of that has changed and it's changed in interesting ways. So I've had to change a lot of how I've, you know, interacted with my classmates, how I've, um, communicated information for our student organizations, our local commerce student society. Um, You know, all of that really draws from the experience with science fair in terms of, you know, how one not being defeated when, you know, the results aren't as optimistic as you hoped for, but also, you know, preparing multiple different ways, uh, you know, and exchanging those variables and, and testing new things. That's, that's kind of the beauty of science and how applicable it is to, you know, not only STEM, but also business and economics as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, one of the things that one of the cliches, I think of, of the business world is thinking of it as a very results based, you know, realm that you're always, trying to be making profits and you know what you're talking about is is bringing a much more holistic approach to it and bringing you know uh that there is a a methodology and you're trying things you're experimenting with things trying to um get results but knowing that there is going to be a process to get there and what you're starting a a project that you started uh, a podcast that now has a few episodes out called commerce coffee and community um nice alliteration there, but I actually just want to touch on those words that you, that you chose. <laughs> you know, I, I know why coffee is in there. I'm a coffee drinker. I know that that's your fuel, but you know, <laughs> commerce and community, could you just talk about those two words and what uh, those two words sort of like mean to you in this podcast and, and building of what you're trying to do up there? Definitely. So, you know, obviously me, big coffee head as well, <laughs> but uh, you know, the commerce, the commerce part of it is getting students aware of, of, you know, what their degree really is and, and what opportunities really lie within that degree. Um, you know, a lot of people think that commerce students are just going to be accountants or they're just going to mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, financial managers. But my goal with the uh, Commerce Coffee and Community podcast is to have sort of as much of a variety as I possibly can in, in terms of professional guests coming on, uh, you know, who've gone through business school and who now work in, in a variety of capacities. It could be entrepreneurship, it could be sales, could be financial management, marketing, uh, you know, they could do really anything, but it's to show the student that you're not just limited by, you know, the one field that you decide to go into. If you 
become an accountant, you're not just destined to be an accountant. There's so many other opportunities in the commerce space for you. Now, the community element is is there to connect the students with the community guests, but also connect the community guests with the students as well. Because a lot of, you know, what we're facing with COVID right now is there's a, a real disconnect between, you know, our university and uh, the Prince George community as a whole, because we're not able to have those great events with networking anymore, uh, you know, for the time being anyway. And it's important that uh, the people from the community are able to engage with the students. Um, they want to, you know, hire some of the, you know, best and brightest in Prince George and to be able to give them sort of an ear to those students and motivate them into either uh, a new career that they didn't consider before or just to inform them that there's different opportunities out there and they're not putting themselves in a box when they, they finish up at the university. Awesome. And is this something that you think that you'll continue with? Maybe not with the, particularly with the podcast, but certainly this community building aspect uh, nature of this work. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I love the podcast. I want to take it a few different ways. Uh, we'll be producing some episodes specifically for Telesoptic TV here uh, over the summer, uh, which will focus purely on highlighting entrepreneurs in our community. Um, so not necessarily, you know, commerce graduates, but people who've come in, built a business, and they can transfer that knowledge to our students that want to be entrepreneurs as well. Um, one of the, one of the biggest things about creating and designing business is, um, you know, you you aren't necessarily coming in with a business education, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you have so many other lived experiences that you bring into your business and those passions. Um, and, and you you know you as a as an entrepreneur, you make mistakes and you learn from those mistakes. And there's just so much value there in the advice that they can provide our students, uh, student listeners, for you know their journey through through their uh, their own entrepreneurship. Uh, plans once they graduate. Yeah, excellent. Uh, well, for all you listening out there, definitely go and check out Commerce Coffee and Community Podcast uh, out there uh, on Spotify. Um, are you ready for some rapid fire questions, Brandon? Absolutely, Michael. Fire away. All right, let's uh, start off with a very specific uh, question for you, talking about podcasts. If you were to have a dream guest uh, of your choice on your podcast, who would it be? I would have to say, uh, this is going to this is gonna be a bit weird, but I would say Billy Bean, and it's relevant to a question a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll put a pin in that. Uh, if, is there a movie, a, um, a video game, uh, something that has had a lot of influence on you? So, uh, you know, I went with Billy Bean because Moneyball is probably one of my favorite movies out there. <laughs> Who doesn't love an underdog story? But when you can bring that underdog story, but also talk about changing the way we look at a specific thing. And, and for Billy Bean, that was changing the way that baseball is uh, is played, the game of baseball and the way that teams are built, um, you know, looking at things with an analytical lens rather than just the status quo is something that so many people, mm -hmm. you know, need to do in order to innovate. So, you know, I'd love to have Billy Bean on a podcast because, you know, <laughs> if you've read the book or if you watched the movie, you can tell he's a skeptic from the start. And I just love yeah. to know what was going on in that man's mind, you know, as the, the season went on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I knew you were going to go in that direction. I'm a big fan of Moneyball, a big baseball head as well. And the analytics has completely changed sports forever uh, since then, not just baseball, but in all sports. Uh, so go check out that movie if you haven't seen it. And uh, finally, for all the people that are in science fairs right now, what advice might you give them? I think the best advice I can give you, uh, and it's a bit of cliche business advice, but always access the network that you have. And there's so many people in your life for science fair that can help you that you might not consider. There's the teachers you have at your high school, alumni from your region that would love to help you, professors at universities near you, also university students as well. These people can help you plan things out. They can help you sort of bring in your hypothesis, but also, you know, ground your ideas um, and, and really help you. It's it's something that I wish I had taken more advantage of uh, during my project because probably would have saved a lot of headache. So I highly recommend accessing the people around you. Awesome. Great advice. Uh, well, Brandon, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, people could, should go and check out Commerce Coffee and Community Podcast. Also, the Telus Optic, is it going to have a different name? Uh, where can people uh, check that out? So that'll be uh, the Commerce Coffee and Community Podcast Entrepreneurs Edition. Uh, it'll be on Telus Optic okay. TV, but we'll also bring that on Spotify once the uh, show makes its rounds on Optic TV. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you everyone else for listening to this podcast, maybe on Spotify, maybe on other devices as well. Make sure to leave us a, um, a rating and a review. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and of course, if you want to learn more about what's going on with science fairs, we're right in the thick of it um, as we're also getting into the Youth Innovation Showcase uh, time. And you can learn more on our website, sciencefairs.ca, on our social media, at Youth Innovation Showcase. I'm on there as well, Michael John Unger and Michael J. Unger, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, all right, folks, that's the end of this episode. Until next time, let's innovate.